0: Hi, everybody. It's Crystal Martinez Acosta here. I'm a licensed professional counselor, board certified therapist. I'm located in El Paso, Texas. Welcome to Through the Eyes of a Therapist, the podcast that's all about mental health. So lately, we've been talking a lot about different careers in mental health. And so today we explore the career of school counseling with Vanessa de Jesus, a school counselor from the Jersey area. For more information and some more great episodes, visit www.throughtheeyesofatherapist.org. So, today we are continuing the exploration of different careers in the mental health field. And I'm so excited about this interview with Vanessa de Jesus. She is a school counselor. So, we're going to talk to her about her career, her job, why she chose this route, and what it's like to be a school counselor. So, hello, Vanessa. Hi, Crystal. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Um, so would you like to kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely, I'd be happy to. So as you said, my name is Vanessa de Jesus, and I um, actually started my journey as being a teacher. Um, in I'm from the state of New Jersey, and way back when there used to be a law that before becoming a school counselor, you had to be a teacher. So when I was first interested, um, I was a second grade teacher, and what really got me into school counseling was that I saw myself really caring more about social-emotional learning than... Um, really math and language arts and science and social studies. Um, So I chose the route of um, being a school counselor and I taught for four years. I've been a middle school counselor now for the last 11 years. And it's pretty interesting, wow. and you don't see this too often, but in addition to being a school counselor, I'm also a licensed associate counselor. Um, in the state of New Jersey, we have to get our LAC for um, a minimum of three years before becoming an LPC, a licensed professional counselor. So I do do in-home therapy, and I run social skills groups for kids ages 7 to 13 um, after school, in addition to working um, as a school counselor during the day.
0: Wow, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it
1: sounds like a always lot of fizzy. stuff. And I have a five-year-old, which always keeps me on my toes, too.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can imagine. Wow, you're very busy. I, I guess I want to just go ahead and start with the reason you became a therapist. I ask everybody this, but I find it so fascinating because everybody's stories are so unique and so different. So how about you? Why did you want to become a therapist or a counselor?
1: Um, My school had where I taught in um, South Jersey, they had something called Responsive Classroom, which is really um, getting to know kids as kids and building a community and more than just starting the day right off with getting to work, but really starting a community first so that you got to know each other as people and so that the kids felt comfortable with you. Um, So as I was doing that and as the whole school breathed and lived that, I found myself just being more interested in that aspect of learning then again just the reading and the writing i also had a phenomenal school counselor where I worked at and i saw the work that she was doing um, and i worked in a really interesting place where some of the kids parents let's say were doctors and then some of the kids parents were um, incarcerated so we had a little bit of everything and i just noticed how much more of, of the need was um, for their social emotional things um, and that they really couldn't learn if that wasn't taken care of so that's a really really got me interested in becoming a school counselor over being a teacher Um, and then as I was completing my master's to become a school counselor um, I said wouldn't it be great if you know we're kind of limited um, as to the things that we can touch in schools so I thought wouldn't it be great if I could do more than that after school so I always knew as soon as I started my master's to become a school counselor that I wanted to become a licensed therapist as well
0: Can you talk to me a little more about what you said, how um, there are certain things that maybe you can't really touch as a school counselor?
1: Absolutely. So our... Um, when we are counseling um, a student or students in, in our office, um, it's really academically based. So is we can talk about anything really, but it's all about getting the child to reach um, their level of academic success. So, you know, if um, let's say if their dog died at home, we can talk about that so that they can return back to the classroom in order to learn. But if there are things that go a little bit deeper, that's when we would refer out. Um, so we can only really touch the skim layer, I would say um because more than that you know we really don't have the time to because they're there to learn but obviously they have to be okay in their heart and mind in order to be able to learn
0: what comes to my mind is kind of like solution focused kind of intervention interventions where um And that basically means you try to find what the child's strengths are in that moment, try to bring those out, draw those out, and try to have them just kind of return to a level where they're able to function in the classroom. Does that sound accurate?
1: A hundred percent. And then if there is more that we can't do within our scope, um, that that's when we would, you know, refer out to other agencies or other professional counselors in the area so that they can go deeper into the child's needs.
0: Right. So then do you think that maybe is this why that you wanted to also become a licensed professional counselor?
1: Yes, because I love the world of education, um, and you know I I wouldn't give it up until it's time to retire, but I also um, like to do deeper, and I like to really work with the families, because especially with children, um, if you're not making an impact with the family, there's only so much that you can really get to with the kid um, or kids, so um, I definitely like all aspects of what I do, which means kind of juggling two different careers and professions at the same time, even though they're somewhat intertwined
0: yeah i think that's a really important point that you know as as a school counselor it's you know and what i'm basing this off of is you know just my interactions with school counselors um as a therapist in an outpatient setting um they are kind of limited in their scope like you were saying in their scope of practice but i kind of wish sometimes that you know they had a little bit of extra like clinical leeway um because you're right if if the environment around the child is not necessarily changing along with the child not very much can be done or you won't see a lot of changes or the changes will be very slow um and so i think it's really cool that you wanted to kind of be comprehensive in your treatment like Treat them at school, but then also be able to look at the child with a clinical lens, like a a more clinical lens than you do with just your school counseling skills.
1: Yes, thank you, and thank you for acknowledging that, and I wanted to mention, thank you for always referring to school counselor as opposed to guidance counselor, um, because it's definitely a big, um, I guess, misconception just that people don't know how the role has evolved, where back in the day, um, guidance counselor really just used to stick to scheduling and testing and those types of responsibilities, and although the role definitely does change from state to state, and even within, um, you know, certain school districts. Within the same state, um, we're really now acknowledged as school counselors because they acknowledge that we don't only just talk about the academics, but also the social emotional part and the career piece as well.
0: Yeah, so it's both. It's not just like kind of back in the whatever 60s, like you see in the movies, where you go into their office and they're like, you'd be good at this job, like next, you know. <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, so that, yeah, I'm glad that I'm using the right terminology. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, we've already kind of discussed the difference between a therapist and a counselor. Um, but what do you think Are are some of the the similarities in those roles?
1: Um, I think first and foremost, um, having the the really positive rapport with the kids is is down hands necessary um in being a counselor and being a school counselor and being a therapist outside of the school. Um because kids can really see right through you and in you. And if they don't feel like you really care for them and you really have their best interests in mind, um, then, you know, it's not going to go very far. So I think having the rapport is definitely the the first thing that um, both both careers have in common. Um, After that is really playing, as you mentioned before, on the child's strengths um, so that you can go from there, um, seeing what they're good at, what their interests are, really understanding them as kids and not getting down to their level as far as, you know, maturity, but really understanding what it's like to live life in their shoes at whatever age they are, you know, in whatever household they come from, um, and not thinking that you're just this person that's going to come in and and fix everything, Um, but really getting at their level so that, again, you have their rapport and that they trust you and then you can build from there. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's funny. I've mentioned in a previous episode that before I thought I would never work with kids because just their, you know, their verbal capabilities and all of that stuff. And I was like, there's just no way. And now I work with kids full time and I freaking love it because it Well, first of all, kids are like really honest. (laughs) Yes, and, more and than you want to sometimes. It, yeah, more... <laughs> right, sometimes it's not necessary. It's like, okay, dude, like... <laughs> Okay, but I mean, it's you're totally right about rapport. Rapport building with children is super, super important. Whether you're a clinical counselor, a mental health counselor, or a school counselor, um, and that definitely overlaps. And kids really can see right through you. They know if you're BSing or if you're not genuine yeah. and stuff like that. So that skill's a really important one, no matter how you interact with a child. Um, definitely. Can you describe a little bit about what your work day is like
1: at a school? Uh, yes, every day is an adventure, and no day looks the same. <laughs> imagine. So changes too if you are, you know, a school counselor in an elementary setting or middle school or high school. Um, so my experience for the last 11 years has just been as a middle school counselor, um, even mm-hmm. though I used to work in an elementary school. But even talking to my colleagues among my district um, in North Jersey, um, it is a little different as far as um, what you do with the students and what that looks like. But again, it's all undergoing the same um same that the American School Counselor Association has for us, which is touching upon their social, emotional, academic, and career. So even if I have um, my day set out for me, it can all, you know, go by the wayside, depending if there's a crisis going on. Um, But usually I start my day with... um, giving the passes the day before so that kids already know that they're expecting it and you know the kids are already aware that when they come to the school counseling office that they're not in trouble and that it's you know for something positive and sometimes if they've made a wrong choice we're just talking about how to make better choices in the future Um, but it's always a positive experience so usually first thing in the morning I write passes um, or I have the passes given out for kids um, who have birthdays that day or who had birthdays you know that weekend again for the report. Building, establishing the trust, so that if they have something coming up in the future, they have already had some, you know, positive experience with me. Um, we do individually based counseling as far as you know, kids who um, need more academic counseling if they're not doing well in their grades, if they have. Um, conflict issues which in middle school that's basically every day um, something you know <laughs> whether something happens on their own time social media is huge right now so if something has been brought up that happened the evening before around lunchtime, um, my middle school specifically goes from 5th grade to 8th grade so the issues vary whereas 5th grade they're still getting to know themselves and each other and what elementary schools they came from so there's a lot of friendship issues there and then by 8th grade there's a lot of deep issues um, and and more, I guess, uh, more concrete things than things that are just happening in fifth grade, um, where sometimes they can be considered as superficial to others, but of course, real to the kids right then and there. Um, we do do uh, a lot of counseling groups as well. So counseling groups in a middle school can consist of um, a student success group, which focuses on organization, stress less, um, which focuses on performance anxiety, whether it be on a, taste or before, a test or before a game or a concert or anything like that. Um, we also, it can change like in elementary schools, you can have um, like a wiggle worms group if you're um, really, you know, unfocused and need help controlling their bodies and um, and and choices um, in high school. Some of the groups look the same. We have girls' groups, boys' groups, um, really depending on you know I think the assessment that we give our kids and what we see that their needs are. Um, and then we carry on our day. Sometimes we do um, classroom lessons as well. I like to call them classroom counseling lessons instead of classroom guidance lessons so that um, people are aware of the of the verbiage change there. Um, and mm. we talk anything about academic success, whether um, to be organized on how to study, but then also how to make good choices, conflict resolution, um, a lot of character education, a lot of things around bullying versus mistreatment versus um, teasing and conflict. So it definitely varies um, throughout the day, and our day definitely looks different to de- depending on the time of year that it is as well.
0: Can I just that's say, yeah, I was just going to say, that's a lot of stuff to do. And it sounds like school counseling has really just come so far. Um, I, I'm reminded of my own experiences, like, in elementary school and middle school. And I do not remember my school counselor being that involved. It was me kind either. of like, yeah, it was kind of like if you have a problem or there's some drama going on or, you know, you're crying about something, like, you get sent to the counselor. But that's, like, not, you know what I mean? Like, it was just on, like, a, as a need-to-see-me need to basis, which is, like, okay. not helpful because then it's like, okay, when do I ever see them walking around the hallways or coming into the classroom saying hi to me? Like there's no rapport. There was no rapport building back then. Um, and let me tell you something, my elementary school, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but I don't care. It was like (laughs) the school counselor's office was in the basement. Oh my goodness, who wants to go to the basement? It was super creepy, and I was like, (laughs) you're kidding me, right? So it was like, you're walking into this dungeon, you know, and it was like, oh my god, That first of all, not very trauma-informed, second of all, like, not kid-friendly, like, it was so creepy, um... Anyway, so I am so happy to hear (laughs) that our children nowadays are getting so much more attention as far as mental health and school counseling. And it sounds like you have a really important role at your school.
1: Yeah, so you do a lot of preventative work so that, you know, we're, we're getting to issues before they happen. And, of course, we can't get to everything, and we have to be realistic, and things will come up. You know, crises do come up, and, and kids come down crying all the time as well. Um, but we have to be able to do both um, so that we give our kids skills so that when those issues do come up, that they're able to at least have a, a set of defense that they can um target things themselves and then if they need the extra help then they come to us too um, instead of just leaving them to kind of figure it out on their own without education beforehand
0: yeah absolutely you're doing all the preventive work so that maybe something will stick like a coping skill or a problem-solving skill and they have the empowerment to kind of like handle it on their own and you intervene if they need a little extra push that makes a lot of sense
1: um, yeah, and it looks different um, also um, in different parts of the year, as I said before. So, um, again, this is different as within districts and within states, but um, not only do we have – so all of that is what, again, ASCA, our American School Counselor Association, says that we should be doing, and 80% of our day should really be um, child-directed, child-centered, um, and direct contact with kids. Um, but then also as school counselors, and especially in a middle school, we kind of get stuck in the middle of the student- Administrative role where sometimes uh, we have other responsibilities. So we um, lead our 504 team, we lead our INRS, which stands for intervention and referral services, or some places call it RTI, um, response to intervention. Um, sometimes we sit in on IEP meetings, um, we go to team meetings, sometimes we help out with fire drills, uh, we help out um, on getting assemblies into the into the um, building um, to see what assemblies would be appropriate um, to carry out themes that we may have during the month. If schools have advisory, um, we create the advisory lessons as well. We sit on different teams like school climate team, um, school safety teams, um, like school improvement type of teams. So there's a lot of other um a lot of meetings and a lot of other responsibilities on top of just what ASCA says that school counselors should do. So our roles are spread kind of thin, um, but that's where I think it's really important for school counselors to advocate for really what they're supposed to do, which again is that 80% of the time of direct contact with kids.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, I can see how it would be so easy for a school counselor to get sucked up into that vortex of administrative duties. Um, yeah. So it sounds like you also have to do a lot of, like you said, advocacy, but also like boundary setting. Like this is yeah. stuff I will not do because it could damage rapport with my clients or with with the kids. Things like that, I'd imagine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of that. Uh, what? Role do you think a school counselor plays in a child's overall mental health? Um, I
1: think. A big one, and it's really it, it's a really interesting role that we play because we know kids differently than their teachers know them. Um, because obviously, their teachers are looking just through the lens of you know what are they learning, which we also see that. But then we see how they um, interact when they're with their friends, how they interact socially. Um, and if we if you have the opportunity as a school counselor to follow your kids throughout the years, so for example, if I have fifth graders. Um, their school counselor for four years until they graduate uh, middle school and eighth grade. So throughout the course of the four years, we even see how they interact sometimes with siblings and with their families through having different types of conferences and parent meetings. So looking at them through all of the lens as a a whole child and not just as a kid who's there just to learn and that's it um, is really crucial, which is why we play such an important role in their mental health. Um, And then we can, again, refer out when we need to, um, if something passes the scope of just, you know, the, the lines of the school. So it's a pretty important role.
0: Yes. Um, it. I mean, also, I think, I don't really know what it's like in your state or your region, but... I think school counseling is really important because kids spend most of their waking hours at a school. In school, yeah. yeah. and um, they are very, I believe, very heavily influenced by all the adults that are around, all the kids that are around. And um, sometimes kids don't get any exposure outside of the school or outside of school counseling to a mental health professional. So right. I think it's a really important job um, one, not only to kind of like represent, right, like for us, for for you know, mental health professionals, but also to kind of have that component of education um, be pleasant for them.
1: Um, right. Right, because you never know what types of, you know, things that they can encounter in the future. And hopefully if they just take, if they remember, you know, just an ounce of the things that we cover with them, it'll hopefully make them more stable um, to to be able to to conquer um, issues in the future. And if they're not able to, then to know that it's okay to seek assistance.
0: Yeah, in the future. it It sounds like a lot of planting seeds, too. Yes, many, many seeds. (laughs) Lots of seeds. That's awesome. So, what part of your job do you think is the most fulfilling?
1: Um, Oh, there's a lot of them. I think what stands out the most is when kids are graduating from eighth grade and, you know, they say thank you all the time Um, and it's not really necessary, not something that we expect really, but sometimes when we get those cards where they write out, like, you helped me by doing this or it was so special when we did that and just to see it in writing sometimes um, by the time that they're leaving the middle school, that definitely, you know, touches the heart. I have a, um, a box full of just cards and notes that kids would, and some now really emails since they all have um, their own electronic devices and, and their own school email addresses, um, where they just let you know things from the heart. And, you know, that card that comes down, and you can see really into their soul, and they just are appreciative of, of even the little things. That's probably um, the most fulfilling. And seeing how they grow from fifth through eighth grade and, you know, how they become like men and women um, is pretty awesome we also have a lot of great collaboration with our high school Um, so sometimes when we visit the high school and there are events up there or with high school graduation and just seeing like wow you know like there are really men and women going into the world and you had you know just a little bit of a part in that is a pretty awesome feeling
0: oh gosh it's so heartwarming
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah really amazing
0: I'm like, how do you not cry on a <laughs> like at the end of the year all the time? I would just be a big ball of emotions probably. That is so cool. Um yeah. I I want to know if you have any general advice for people who might want to pursue a career in school counseling.
1: Yes, I think um you have to like kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's important. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't go out without that little part of um, really wanting to like kid, really wanting to work with kids and like kids um, and what they're all about—the good, bad, and the ugly—because there's a part of that, and I think everything. Because um, some days yep. are challenging, and some days are rough, especially when you hear kids, you know, going through difficult times. Sometimes when um, you know if, they, if they're thinking about harming themselves, if they're coming from really awful types of home situations, I've had students who are homeless before, and just hearing the. the the troubles that they kind of go through, um, you you really have to to like them, really love them, and love what you do, and know that even in the smallest of instances, you could make such a huge huge impact in different in their lives, even if it's so if it seems so trivial, you know, at that point in time. So I think um, general advice would be to. Um, do as much as you can with working with kids, whether it be tutoring or, you know, babysitting, working in some kind of um, YMCA or daycare or anything like that to get to know kids um throughout the scope of development whether it be from pre-k to high school because you may think that you may really like an age so I loved 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 being a second grade teacher Um, and I can see myself being an elementary counselor um, but I can't see myself um, as a high school counselor it just isn't my thing so I think really knowing what age of um, what you know process of development what part of development you think that you would really like the most would be um, really important Um, and to understand all so the, the realm of school counselor and again, as I mentioned before, to advocate for your role so that your first and, you know, the first thing in your mind, first and foremost, is the kids above all else, because when it comes down to it, that's why we do what we do.
0: Yep, absolutely. I agree. Wow, that's awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm super excited to release this episode. You have no idea. I, I yeah. am so grateful for your time. Um, thank you so much for talking to us and being so um, honest and candid and forthcoming about your career and, you know, your own process. Are there any other final thoughts that you have about your career or just anything in general that has to do with mental health?
1: Um. I love it. I love what I do. <laughs> I think it's also really important for school counselors and actually counselors and therapists in any, in, in, in any area to really do your own professional development too. Um, my personal motto, which is everywhere on my website and, and on my social media, is learn, grow, and inspire, and I think that regardless of, of age, um, in your or journey or part of in your journey where you're at you're always learning and you're always growing as a person in hopeful aims of inspiring others whether it be other adults but in you know in education other kids um, so really engage in professional development network with other people who do things similar to you do and different than you do so that you're always growing and you know being from a teacher to a middle school counselor to perhaps one day a supervisor in addition to being being a licensed professional counselor, um, I definitely have had an interesting journey, and I hope to continue to grow one day as a as a registered play therapist. Um, perhaps have my own practice and different things like that. But it's all ideas um, that I have gotten through networking and and growing. Um, with other people, um, so I mentioned my website. It's um, counselor-dejesus.com. There's a lot of information on there for educators and for parents, um, especially through my blog. Things that you'll see um, that tie into how you can help your kids at home and in school as well. Um, and I'm really active on Instagram. My handle is counselor v um, and I release every Monday a uh, mindful Monday, like um, a mindful moment that you can do with kids at home or in school. And Tuesdays, I'm really into Book Talk Tuesdays. Again, just sharing different books for different ages that you can go over with your kids at home and in school and different things throughout the week. So I welcome you to check those out if you hang out in those places.
0: Perfect. And I will have all of those links to your blog and to your Instagram um, on on my own blog and on the podcast page. So I, I truly appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Vanessa. And um, I hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: Another huge thank you to Vanessa De Jesus, an awesome school counselor who you can tell is very passionate about her work with her kids. So if you're interested in becoming a school counselor... Hope you got some stuff out of this episode. Stay tuned. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking to a social worker who's working toward licensure, licensed clinical social workers, a PhD in counselor education, and a professor of psychology at a university will continue exploring different careers in mental health. Visit my website at www.throughtheeyesofatherapist.org for more information. Thanks for listening to Through the Eyes of a Therapist with Crystal Martinez-Acosta, licensed professional counselor.